I'm so ready. <laughs> Hello everyone. Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm Tony. And I'm Tally. And we, we are, are the Lazy Book Lovers. This is a podcast for book lovers who procrastinate about reading and have never-ending TBR piles. Uh, today's episode is all about cosy fantasy wrecks. Uh, and I will preface this by saying we have talked about most of these books in recent months already because we're on the cosy fantasy hype. But now we're just doing a complete list on them and it's on purpose. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> um, I'm going to I'm gonna keep the whole <laughs> I'm ready thing. <laughs> yeah, that was actually Because I'd started recording. <laughs> <laughs> I think our uh, giggling introduction won't make sense unless we... <laughs> Tony has a uh, blog post. It came out last night. Yeah, I forgot when it was coming out. (laughs) And so I will link that. And it has like 20 or... No, 30, I think. Yeah, books that she has discovered. Yeah, that was a bunch of different lists. And then like from the internet. And then I went through a few TikToks and sort of Mm. squished them all together again. And then I went through and I picked 18 out that I want to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. The ones that I've either read or have on my TBR. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realised how much, apparently, I'm into Cozy Fantasy. I feel like Cozy Fantasy and Monster Erotica are very close. <laughs> no reason whatsoever. Just vibes. <laughs> it's just vibes. It's just vibes. <laughs> so, Legends and Lattes, which I recently spoke about in a wrap-up. Did I talk about this one? Yes, yes I did. did. Yeah. yeah. In whichever the most recent wrap up was <laughs> prior to this one. I don't know if it's come out for them yet. <laughs> In this timeline. <laughs> the timeline, the multiverse. So Legends and Lattes by Travis Baldry. I would say this is the book that started that the gamer. Yeah. The name. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that another book that is on this list was actually the daddy mm. of Cozy Fancy, but Legends of Lattes is the one that gave it that sub-genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so for those of you that don't know, and oh, how yeah. could you not? Define the genre. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I was just going to talk about Legends of Lattes. But the genre, it's a very weird one, isn't it? I guess it's just fantasy that it gives you that cosy feeling. Usually it's, it's not quite like high like, stakes. Yeah. yeah. So like the tagline for Legends of Lattes is high fantasy, low stakes. And mm. I think that does sum it up very well. I think it's like something that the characters are fun. Mm. Um, it's fun. It's got fairies and dragons and shit, but no one's dying. No one's making you cry. Yeah. And it it just gives you like a hot chocolate Christmas vibe. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that's that's like, the only way I can describe Reading it. by a rainy window mm. with a coffee and a book, like Yeah, mm. or maybe like something that your parents would read to you kind of thing. Yeah. Though they're not all gonna fall under that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um so Legends and Lattes is the first in the what is now going to be a universe of books um by travis baldry travis baldry is a um audiobook narrator so he narrates the audiobook for this so i do recommend the Mm. audio as well so i think i've got it in my wish list yeah probably you have to use a credit on audible though um so it follows viv who is a orc and oh um it's like D &D world Mm. this one and and she has been saving up all of her money and her um whatever as she as she's been doing all of her questing, she's been like a an orc for hire, and she is now ready to retire from that. And she spends all that money opening up a coffee shop in a city of Thune, mm. and um so coffee shops are a I'm gonna say goblin invention. Yeah, I remember you saying goblin. And she comes across it on one of her quests and she falls in love with it. So she picks this particular town for a reason, which you discover throughout the book. She sets up a coffee shop in an old livery and it's just cute. She hires a mouse to be the baker <laughs> and he bake it it's really, really kitsch in that you might not like it if you don't know this particular thing, but so like they um put ice in it. And they discover ice lattes. And yeah. like, the mouse bakes 
as like this dough with cinnamon and they discover cinnamon worlds you know like so these I, I love shit like that like it I'm such adorable. a sucker for things like that and they you know they want they want people to be able to take their coffees home mm. so they basically invent the takeaway coffee <laughs> and it's really cute and if you don't like that you won't like this book it's that it's sugary it's mm. sweet it's adorable makes you do a little like squeeze yeah and <laughs> she um hires a, a succubus who wants to like just be just be understood for who she is instead of the fact that she's a succubus and it's sapphic and it's cute and everyone should read it <laughs> um Next on the list is one that I have on my Kindle at the moment. It's okay. a Kindle Unlimited book, actually, I believe, at the moment. Or it might have been taken out of Kindle Unlimited now. But I do have an e-copy. Can't Spell Treason Without Tea by Rebecca This is Thorne. one of the ones I was like, I really want to read this one as well. Yeah, I'm, oh, I really want, I'm so excited to read it. Um, so this is the first in the Tomes and Tea series. The second one comes out, is it out now? No, I think it comes out in a couple of months though. It's called A Pirate's Life for Tea is the second one. Oh, I don't know. It was definitely on one of the lists I looked at. Mm, yeah, it might be out. Let me... Oh, I don't know if Storygraph tells you the um, dates of when they come out. I know like Goodreads does. But it's either out or it's coming out soon. Mm. Um, So this follows... Um, Two ladies who want to open a bookshop that also serves tea. <laughs> What's not to love? Um, one of them's a mage, uh, and one of them is a a guard for the queen, like a, a private guard for the queen. Um, and a, an assassin takes one of them hostage, and um, they it's about like. Free, getting her girlfriend free from the assassin is a sapphic book so they can set up their bookshop with tea and who doesn't want to set up a bookshop with their friends that serves coffee or tea that's like one of my dreams is exactly. that do you remember when i had that really vivid dream that i did make a coffee slash bookstore mm. and it was so real and i was so happy in this dream and i woke up and i was like i don't even know how to begin to make that reality <laughs> Yeah, and like now I'm heartbroken because it's not reality. I know. But I really want to open up a little independent bookshop with a coffee shop, and we're open a little bit later on the mm. high street. And you can come in, and there's also books you can borrow and read while she's sitting like having coffee. And and, like a safe space. Yeah, and we can have like people come and read their poetry. Mm. And there's also a big horror selection, and that is my dream. Well, Let's we'll do it together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, we'll play our podcast over the speakers. <laughs> we'll record it live in store and people can come and watch. Oh my god. I want that feature. <laughs> I know. I could do all the marketing, so could you. And my children could just spend time in the coffee. Yeah, you don't have to worry about like, childcare. <sighs> Manifest. <laughs> Message us on Instagram little... if you'd come to our bookstore. <laughs> We could have little, like, baby groups in there so mums can come and just mm -hmm. have a hot coffee and mm -hmm. chat to other mums. And there'd be loads of cake. We could have, like, LGBTQ, like, safe space sessions as well. <laughs> <laughs> Next on the list is pretty much anything by TJ Klum. Yes, that was a name I saw a lot when I was making yeah. this. Specifically, House in the Cerulean Sea. Which we have discussed before on mm -hmm. this podcast. We actually discussed it recently in like a kind of hot-ish takes Yes, I was well. trying to think where I remembered um, it from. What's that episode called? Beta readers, sensitivity and beta readers are important. Yes. Beta, yeah, something like that. Um, so I have, I was sent the most recent book by the publisher. One oh, check And I'm so excited because I've been reading his books with audio and I'm meeting him. Yeah, and now I've got a physical book to get him to sign in May. I'm so excited. Um, so your influencer hashtag life <laughs> hashtag influencer. <laughs> um, the House in the Cerulean Sea follows Linus, 
who is a caseworker for the Department of Magical Youth. It's kind of like a social services. Mm-hmm. And um, he is a gentleman who does not question... That was my belly, yeah. I don't know if you'll pick that up. That was my belly, it was grumbling. <laughs> he does not question um, his work. He just he does what he's told, you yeah. know. He's a, he's a drudgeon. <laughs> just get the job done. Yeah. Do what I'm paid to do. And he gets sent to a... So his job is he goes to... Um, to uh, foster homes, no, mm, orphanages, and uh, where magical children are, and he works out if they're following the government rules or not. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah, and he gets sent to one um, where there's six of the most dangerous magical children in the world. Yeah, including one of them who is the son of the devil, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> He is sent there to find out if the orphanage should still be run or if it should be closed down. And it is very um, adamant from the beginning that the government branch he works for believes it should be closed down. Um, And whilst he's there, he uh, meets Arthur Parnassus, who is the guy that runs it. And um, it's got found family. It's got a love story between Linus and Arthur. Cute. The children are so cute. So there's like the son of the devil. There's a garden gnome. There's an alien. <laughs> oh, that's so love cute. It. I had... well, I don't know what I pictured, but that's not what I had in my head that it was about. Mm. I don't think we ever t- discussed what it was actually about, like the actual Probably plot. Not, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like, and you know, like the town that the they're like on the outskirts of a town, and the local town don't like it mm. because. It's dangerous creatures and yeah. Love it. That sounds very cute. Do we need to pause or yeah? No, we're good at the moment. I'm poised and ready. Yeah. <laughs> Caffeine is imminent. <laughs> <laughs> Next is the first in the Mead Mishap series. So that time I got drunk and saved a demon by Kimberly Lemming. I've not i I've got this on my KU. I've not read it yet. But I did I read the Christmas novella when it mm-hmm. came out, the Mistlethrow one. So, these are cosy fantasy with smut. Maybe that's why I've got the yeah the, the connection. Same. Yeah, because it's cosy fantasy with monster smut. <laughs> What's not to love? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've found my new niche, <laughs> and it's Kimberly Lemming. <laughs> so, um, I love the. I just love the names for her books. Uh, so caffeine has arrived. Mm-hmm. The drinks of ice in. We are very sorry if you hear the ice. Just think of it as cosy fantasy. Yeah, it's part of the vibe. It's part of Legends and Artes. I've got a cinnamon. I've got a blondie. You've got a blondie. We've got iced coffee. We're all cosy. Got a cosy bean bag. We're on the vibe. We're just living the vibe. (laughs) Drink every time (laughs) we say the word vibe during this episode. (laughs) If you're over water, drink responsibly, (laughs) and if you're over (laughs) eighteen. Or we, 21, depending where you're from. We should be doing that in these episodes. We should be reminding people to drink water. Drink your water. Mm. Um, the titles of the Mead Mishaps books, I, I love bloody them. bloody love them. So, That Time I Got Drunk and Saved a Demon, uh, Mistlethrow, which is like a novella in the series, That Time I Got Drunk and Yeeted a Love Potion at a Werewolf, and That Time I Got Drunk and Saved a Human, I just... I think I want to read them based on just the titles alone. Yeah, and they're really cool covers. Um, So the first one, that time I got drunk and saved a demon, um, follows, I don't know what her name is, the main character, um, but she's like, all I want to do is live my life in peace, maybe get a cat, expand my spice farm. Really, anything that doesn't involve going on a quest where an orc might rip my face off. But as they say, the godless has favourites. If so, I'm clearly not one of them. And then she presumably gets drunk and saves a demon. And sex holidays. <laughs> sex times. Sexy times. They do the sex. <laughs> okay, so the next one okay. is an author I have discussed many a time for her horror works. However, she's a chameleon of genres. T Kingfisher. See, when I was putting when I was putting the list together, I was like, 
this is another name that sounds so familiar. Because to the point where this, a lot of these names were so familiar, I had to message Natalie to be like, did we already do this? Or <laughs> am I like hallucinating? No, it's the author you like, but for a different genre. Yeah, and I've been meaning to try this one because mm. I love her horror stuff. I love her cosmic horror stuff. I'm sure I will love Cozy Fantasy from Is her. Is this the creepy spaceship author? She did the one that was a retelling of the House of Usher. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She recently read the one where they went through that hole in the shop wall. And yep. it was like, yeah. Yep, yep. She just loves a bit of crazy. Creep. What What else? I've read more by her, I think. So the Hollow Places is the one where they go through the shop wall. Um, the oh the twisted ones. Do you remember me talking yep, about that yep. one? Um, what moves the dead is the House of Usher retelling, mm-hmm. and then also on my list. So one I do have on my TBR to read in April. I've not read it yet, but Nettle and Bone. So that's like just a standard fantasy book. Mm. Um, she also has mm. a book called paladin it's a series paladin's grace and paladin's hope and there's another one and that's like a um epic fantasy series and then she has sword heart which is a cozy fantasy and fawn hedge which i think is also a cozy fantasy so she is just she a full-time writer hmm? she a full-time writer do you know i think so yeah yeah and say. she's just an absolute okay. genre chameleon yeah um you go girl so this particular <laughs> book is called a wizard's guide to defensive baking <laughs> and this follows 14 year old Mona who um, isn't like the wizards charged with defending a city she can't control lightning or speak to water her familiar is a sourdough starter and the cover of the book has a little gingerbread man on it a little angry gingerbread man <laughs> holding a sword um, and her magic only works on bread she has a comfortable life in her aunt's bakery making gingerbread man dance but her life is turned upside down when she finds a dead body on the bakery floor there's an assassin stalking the streets, preying on magic folk, and it appears that Mona is his next victim or next target. So it just sounds really fun. I'm and definitely cute. picturing, yeah. You know, like the gingerbread man from Shrek? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but with a sword. <laughs> Do you know the Muffin Man? <laughs> the Muffin Man? Um... Next on the list is a group of graphic novels, and I've discussed mm-hmm. them for the Tea Dragon Society. Yep, yep. By Kay O'Neill, and these are so adorable. So they're about a just a fantasy world, and um, there's little dragons, and they grow leaves that you use to make tea. So they grow them like on a head. I want a tea dragon. I want that to be my life. I want to have a little dragon legs too. I like, put them in cute outfits. And they, um, they like, kind of like they're like companions to people. So yeah. they kind of just um, they pick someone and you have to look after them, kind of thing. And they're really cute. Um, and the characters in the books are. Most of them, there are humans, but most of them are like hybrid characters. Yeah. Um, it's very queer. It's beautiful. Just yeah. Next on the list is one I've spoken about before, mm-hmm. a few times maybe. The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy by Megan Bannon. Yes, you have. It's so cute. Obviously, it's a cozy fantasy. <laughs> so this follows Heart, who is a marshal. And um, Mercy, who is a undertaker. And they live in a world where, like, when you die, spirits, your spirits physically come out of your body. Okay. And some of them come out corrupted and they will kill you, I guess, is the best way to say it. So Heart is a marshal who hunts down the corrupted spirits and basically puts them back where they should be. Um, And Mercy is an undertaker who, if someone dies... If they've nominated her, because you have to nominate an undertaker in this world, because um, a um, like a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ritual ceremony. Thank you. That is the exact word. A ritual needs to be done to your body to protect your spirit. Yeah. Um, and they hate each other. They hate each other so much from the moment they clap eyes on each other. They have. Oh yeah, it's on. (laughs) And. 
one day Hart decides to write a letter to a friend and he sends it off and the little male people in this are demons that are now male people. So like one's a rabbit and stuff. <laughs> and um, the letter ends up to Mercy and she writes back and they become pen pals without mm. ever knowing who each other are. Of course. <laughs> and says um, some quite good spice in this as well. 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, Do a lot of them have spice? Or is it like a mix? A mix. Mm. Um, I'm trying to that's the feature of the genre or no? Just a bonus. Yeah, I think it's just... Mm. Who doesn't want to read it? Like, a cute fantasy five. story yeah. with a little bit of spice. Yeah. Perfect. The next one is on my list. So I recently, I don't know if I discussed it on the podcast, but when I say recently, it was like December, which is still kind of recent. It's recently. Everything is um, recent. Yeah. I mean, Whenever you say like the other day, that could be yesterday or six months ago. <laughs> yeah. And like in this book that I'm currently reading, mm. they're ta- it's set in 2019. And I'm like, oh, that's so recent. It's <laughs> 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 um, but in like December, I found out about this thing which is called the Sci-Fi Fantasy Blog Off Spiffbo, Ooh. and basically yearly, this man who runs a blog who loves indie authors started like a like a competition between indie uh, authors of fantasy and sci-fi genres, Ooh. and now it's huge. It's like that eighth. I think it runs May to april right so um they're just finishing up their eighth year of it Mm. and basically anyone can can submit their work it just has to be something that's not been traditionally published um and then it gets whittled down to 300 Mm. and then all of them get read there's like 30 people who then whittle it down to so many and so Mm. many and so many and this is this next book is on the 10 finalists for this year and I want to read all the 10 finalists Mm. Um, so this is on my list of one I want to read it's called Miss Percy's Pocket Guide to the Care and Feeding of British Dragons by Quimby Olsen this looks really cute when I was looking at it I love books that have long titles as well yeah Um, I want to bring that back yeah I think in Cozy Fancy they're Mm. all like that one that's not on your list, actually, that should be on your list is um, that I haven't read yet, but I think will be on your list is the Olivia Wilde. No, not Olivia Wilde. That's that actress. <laughs> Something Wilde's Care for. Oh, uh, is that look... not on the full list? Sir? It might I be, did. and I missed it. Encyclopedia. Feels really Encyclopedia of Fairies. I think oh. there was ones if it didn't appear on multiple lists, I didn't include it. But yeah, maybe that should go on this list as well. Mm. So this one, this is going to be a series of books. The Miss Percy Guide. The Miss Percy Guide, yeah. Miss Mildred Percy inherits a dragon. Ah, but we've already got ahead of ourselves. Miss (laughs) Mildred Percy is a spinster. She does not dance. She has long stopped dreaming and she certainly does not have adventures. That is until our great uncle has the audacity to leave her an inheritance. One that includes a dragon egg. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's cute. There's a, a romance between her and a local vicar, I believe. And it's cute fantasy. It's cosy fantasy. I'm wondering if that... The indie book with the dragon would that not would that maybe fall under this or no? The indie book with both of the flames of Albion. Yeah, I'm wondering if that would fall under this. Definitely, we'll add that to the mm. list. Uh, the only thing I've got with Wild in the name, by the way, there's a psalm of Wild built by Becky Chambers. No, oh no, that's not how you say psalm. Mm. Um, that's the only one I've got with Wild in the title. I might have missed that one. Uh, Emily Wilde's Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies. I think that should be on the list. I'm going to mm. add it on. Um, so everything I'm talking about today is available on a um, on a story graph tag list. So I will link that if I remember. If not, just <laughs> just look her up. Go on to my story graph and look at my tags, and you'll find it. It's, it's a public. Yeah, your story one. graph is always in our card, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, both of ours are on there. <laughs> Um, so yeah, between like now and when this episode comes out, there might be more added to it that mm. we consider or whatever. Or I might do all of Tony's list. I just picked out the ones I wanted to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So next is The Girl Who Drank the Moon by Kelly Barnhill. And this is on my list of books I want to read. And it's a middle grade one, which mm. caught my attention. Um, do you like a middle grade? I do enjoy a middle grade, yeah. So this follows um, a town who every year they leave a baby out as an offering for the witch in the forest. Um, mm-hmm. And they hope that the sacrifice will stop her from terrorising the town. And if I remember correctly, she doesn't terrorise the town. And every year she finds a baby and is like, why do they keep, why do they keep baby? babies out? So she looks after them. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> weird humans. Yeah, they just keep Another baby. babies in the forest. And she nourishes the babies with starlight. And she takes them through the forest and delivers them to a new home. And one night she accidentally gives this particular baby moonlight instead of starlight which gives the baby magic. So she decides to keep this baby as her own. She calls mm. her Luna, obviously. Oh. And she decides to keep her. And there's baby dragons, I believe, as well. And that's all you need to know, really, isn't it? Like, see, I think the reason Cozy Fantasy appeals mm. to me so much is that it doesn't necessarily have to have a plot. Mm-hmm. And we all know I like vibes, not plot. plot. Just vibes and mm. sort of people existing. Or like Slice of Life. I love Slice of Life. That's or just why it kind of wanders. <laughs> I really love like manga and um, anime films that are just Slice of Life. Mm. I know they don't appeal to everyone, but for me, I love them. My friend who um, lives in Japan and reads a lot of like Japanese and sort of Asian fiction, she says a lot of that stuff is just Slice of Life yeah. kind of things. Yeah. Like a snapshot, there's no real end or conclusion. They're no, just, it's just... I, you're, I just you're, want to see a little... S- Vision of the story ends, but the story isn't ended. No, I just want to see a snippet of someone's life. Yeah. Even, like, I I like a manga that's, like, just visual mundane. Mm. I don't know, I just like it. It just, I think it's it's part of that romanticising your life. Yeah, romanticising the mundane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, Tony's friends, because we're not going to do names, Um, please give me some recommendations. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Next is one I haven't read. It's on my shelf. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tress of the Emerald Sea by Brandon Sanderson. Uh, so, you Brando Sando fans, mm. you're very weird about the um, potential spoilers of his secret project. So I don't really want to talk about this. <laughs> and I've not known, I haven't really, I don't know much about it, but it's about a young lady called Tress. She lives on an island mm-hmm. and um, she goes on a voyage on across the Emerald Sea. And I believe that, that's all I'm going to say about say. it. Yeah. So you have uh, fierce fans. <laughs> yeah. And so he has um, The Secret Projects, Mm. which is a series of, I think it's four books. Um, So just for context, I was under the impression I'd never read anything by Brandon Sanderson, even though I know I will love them, Mm. so there's no reason for me not to have read them. But I actually realised not that long ago that I have read two short stories by him quite a while ago, but... I have all of these secret project books on pre-order because I've said this is where I'm going to go into Brandon Yeah, this Sanson. is going to be your starting point. Um, so they are technically part of the Cosmere, but you can start these. I asked a Brandon Sanson fan um, from our Discord. Um, yeah, I'm surprised I've never read anything of his because mm. you would think... Me being he's a fantasy not, like, He's not very... This is the thing, like, he has... Vast fans, they're very fierce and loyal, but he's not very well known. Mm. Um, and there was actually recently a interview done with him. He's not had many interviews. Mm. There was an interview done with him. I can't remember the publication. Um, and the uh, interviewee was disgraceful, like absolutely disgraceful. But just not the very way, respectful. Yeah, the way he portrayed Brandon Sanson was disgusting. Um so he was basically like Brandon Sanson has probably not been interviewed because he's boring and stuff like that. So uh, okay. yeah Brandon Sanson is a billionaire. He is a huge author if you actually look yeah he has out. he is the most prolific author that's mm. probably still writing beyond like Stephen King. Um, who's not using like not that Stephen King does what who's the like, other one who puts out James loads of Patterson, books obviously he's using ghost writers yeah. yeah and um 
he is so good to his fans. Like, Brandon Sanderson has a YouTube channel. I watch his YouTube mm. channel. Like, this is the thing. I don't know how I haven't read his books yet. But I watch <laughs> his YouTube channel, and he does loads of stuff to help writers. Mm. Um, he does workshops to help writers. He... So, a lot of the... Not to go into it too much, Brandon Sanderson is a Mormon. And so, at the start of his career, he did make a lot of questionable comments on gay marriage and queer people mm-hmm. existing in general due to his Mormon indoctrination. Yeah. Because religious people, you're indoctrinating your children. Um, <laughs> and, um, however, he now has said that he has opened his mind more. He now, in between the time that when he started his career to now, mm. he has many friends outside of the Mormon church, he has a different opinion on yeah. it now. Whilst he whilst he acknowledges it that he it does not in his religion, his religion does not agree with the marriage of gay people. Mm. He himself does not have a problem with gay people existing and getting married because it doesn't affect him. Mm. So he has come out and said yes, he said things in the past. Yeah. Now he feels a different way. It wasn't the start of his career like 20 years ago. Exactly. Yeah. And so some people still hold it against him and say he's homophobic, but he has since said, I do not feel that way anymore. Well, it's like what we were talking about in the beta one. Like, if you can say, I have been, I've learned more, I know better now, I'm not that person, mm-hmm. and then you don't continue to say those comments and you continue with this new outlook, mm-hmm. you know, then... Maybe we let stuff from twenty years ago. Yeah, and um, and he uh, he in in the Cosmere, which is a very vast um series of books, he has some queer characters, and I haven't read it, but apparently they're very well written. So, yeah, um, and yes, yeah, so he recently he had this journalist come and stay at his house. He's got like a ranch with his family because yeah. they're Mormon. They're quite a large family. And the person came and stayed at his house. Um, Brandon and his family took him to um, a local Chinese restaurant that he loves to go to, and they know him by name because they go mm. there so often. He took him to the uh, like an amusement park with his children and stuff. So he treated him really well. And this guy just wrote a really horrible interview about how boring he is. Like he goes to the same Chinese restaurant all the time because he's boring. And uh, oh I, I just yeah, is this like quite a young interviewer? Or I something? don't know. But he was basically like the it, the interview was t- inter- was titled like Brandon Sanson is your god or something like that, and it was mm. like the the most like famous author you don't know or like he was just really horrible. Like mm. people said really horrible things about the interview, obviously. But yeah, it's like um, booktuber YouTubers I book booktubers I follow and. Uh, Brandon Sanson has ha- invited them to his house to come mm. and meet him and like stay for workshop weekends and stuff. That's like cute. he's just yeah. so involved. Just popping in an editing point to say that whilst Brandon Sanson's opinions may have changed, obviously the fact that he is a millionaire means that a percentage of his wage goes to a church which actively works against people in the lgbt community just wanted to make that clear anyway i've gone completely off track (laughs) the secret projects (laughs) are a series of books he did through kickstarter so he wants to because he wants to uh, step away from traditional publishing a bit more because he doesn't like the holds that they have on authors like he's the one that's taken his books off audible until they pay indie authors a better amount and blah, blah blah so the secret projects were a kickstarter the titles of the books have not been released anything about the books have not been released the covers have not been released mm. so a lot of fans do not want to know anything about it until it physically arrives and some fans actually say even though in the title is a spoiler oh wow okay despite the fact that you can go on waterstones and see all the titles you can go on okay Amazon and see the titles, but some how fans they, how are do they very extreme. Without seeing the title because they've ordered it through the Kickstarter. Oh, okay. So it's just enabled Secret Project One, Secret Project. Two. Okay. So the second one's come out, and that's called the Frugal Wizard's Handbook to Survive in Medieval England. I like the sound of that. 
sorry for spoilers. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not going to go to it. But that was just little Brandon Sampson um, standing, despite I've not actually read anything about him. You know what? I'd not heard him until we started doing the podcast. Well, yeah. like, I think I'd like sort of obviously seen him around. Yeah. But I've not heard of him, heard of him since so TikTok slash the I podcast. Know, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. But his fans are so loyal. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so next one is one I want to read. The Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches by Sangu Mandana. Mandana, I think. And this is a, a fantasy romance. Okay. About... My favourite genre. Yeah, <laughs> about, like, an isolated... They're in Britain. And she has the chance to, like, take in um, some young witches and teach them. And it's, like, found family. And there's also a romance element. And cute. That's all we need to know. It's cute. That's it. It's cute. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I, do you know what that just reminded me of? Like, I saw a TikTok that was talking about as a British like person, when you get to see like British uh, ways of speaking in a book. It's like, mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like a British book with a British author, and it's like they talk how you talk, and it's not Americanized. I'm like, oh. I feel like cozy fantasy is very British mm. as well. Mm. So not very British. Um, <laughs> The Cat Who Saved Books by Suzuki Natsukawa. Natsukawa? Yeah. And Louise Henil Kawai. Kawai? Kawai? Is the translator. Apologies for all of that. <laughs> Just all of that. So this is about a high school student who works in a second-hand bookstore that he inherited from his grandfather. And mm. then a, um, a talking cat arrives called Tiger and um, he asked the teenager to help him um, save books and away they go I love a talking cat (laughs) talking dragons talking cats talking dog there was that talking cat in that book that was it was cozy mystery Um, I can't remember what it was called I've spoken about it I'll put the series on this list Um, and there was a talking cat in that, and it's about I remember a book the one, group in... and they go yeah. into the book world. Yeah. yeah. Talking cats are just. What's not to love? We'll put that in the genre talking animals. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How's Moving Castle by Diana Wayne Jones. I did not know this was a book. Well, no, I did. I thought the book was based on the film, but it's not. The film is based on the book. Hmm. So there we go. This is one of the ones I've seen on someone that's gone back and classified as a cozy fantasy. Yeah, 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 because this was released in the 80s. Yeah, 86. Mm. (gasps) Older than me. So for those of you who haven't seen the Studio Ghibli film. I haven't. What? I know. Me and my son actually watched this the other day. Did you? Yeah. Is it sad? Uh, I mean, all the Ghibli films have an element of sadness. That's why I've not watched them. But it's really cute, and it has a fire who talks, and he's called Calcifer. Mm. So when they're cooking, they chuck food down, and he goes, oh, and gobbles it up. That's <laughs> <So> cute. <laughs> um, so it follows a young girl called Sophie, and she is cursed, and she has her body transformed to an old lady. Mm. And she, to fix that, she has to make friends with a wizard enchanter called Howl who is known to be extremely heartless uh, and it says here and his fire demon which I guess is the one that's called Casper in the film and um, he has a castle that moves and she has to get there and win him over and it's cute and it's found family like a bit of fan family. <laughs> and as with everything that's Studio Ghibli, um, the food in it looks delicious. Okay. We recently watched Ponyo. Mm. Ponyo. Pon- Ponyo. But my son watched it and was like, no, it's called Ponyo. And I was like, oh, yeah. Um, and that's about a little... Fi- this is a tangent. Mm. That's about a little fish girl. Yeah. And... She and all of her little sisters live underwater with her dad, who's like a sea demon or whatever. <laughs> and um, one day she goes on a little swim, and she gets on, she gets like near a coast, and this little boy scoots her out, and he names her, uh, he names her Ponya, and then um, 
when she he has her in a little bucket and he looks after her and he feeds her ham and stuff and okay. she's like because she has a little person face mm. even though she's a little fish and then um he her dad's like trying to get her back because she shouldn't be there mm. and then he gets her back in the sea and the boy's really sad because he lost her and he's heartbroken he's like she was my best friend and i loved her and she loved me because even though she's a fish she does talk she says i love you and then um she decides she's gonna become a human to be with him so she's like swimming off and she's like i'm running away from home and then she grows little legs and comes out the sea and see i'm such a sap that would make me cry it is really emotional it's like um luca a little bit i've still not seen luca i watch all these cute films with my son (laughs) and um i watch them anyway but now i Daughter of the Moon Goddess by Su Lin Tan, the first mm-hmm. in the Celestial Kingdom duology. And this is based on Chinese mythology um, and it follows. Every year in this town, they um, sacrifice. <laughs> they sacrifice a. Uh, I don't know if it's specifically a young woman, but they sacrifice a person to the sea. In the hope that the sea won't flood their town. Okay. Um, and it follows a a young girl who um is like, I'm gonna do a tribute. And then <laughs> it just kind of goes from there. <laughs> That's like a really long time to load. I know. I don't know why. It just <laughs> did. It's because as I was describing it, I was like, am I describing the wrong book? And I think I just did. I think I've just described the girl who fell into the sea. Yeah, okay. I think I just gave the okay. wrong blurb. So I think that this... But that does sound like a good book. I've also mm. got that on my shelf mm. to read. Read that one too. Yeah. Yeah. It's called The Girl Who <laughs> Fell Beneath the Sea. I can't tell you who it's by. I've got my head. Daughter of the Moon Goddess is not that myth. It's a different myth. <laughs> They all like. I knew something was going on because she looks so confused the whole time. I was like, I'm, I'm describing the wrong book, aren't I? (laughs) This one is not about that. (laughs) So this one. (laughs) God, I'm leaving you. (laughs) This one follows a young lady who is hidden from an emperor because um, the emperor exiled her mother for stealing his elixir of immortality and then she is forced to flee her home um and she makes her way to the celestial kingdom uh like and she has to pretend she's not who she is because obviously mm. she, her family's been exiled and then she meets the prince and they sort of team up and um romance and yeah they team up and romance. That's romance. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, both of them sound good. They came out at like the same time and mm. have similar covers. And in my head, they just go together. So that's what happened. Yeah, that's what we're going to say. Mm. But they both fit on this list and you should read both of them. So. Yeah, they'll both be on this list by the time so you who cares anyway? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Just got two for one. Uh, the Starless Sea, Erin Morgan's dad. Yeah. This That's is very. Crazy. I was like, when I saw it, I was like, nah, and I was like, yeah, what am I mm. talking about? Yeah. I mean, they get lost in a magical library, and yeah, and there's lots of stuff and happens, and, and, and romance, there's lots and of symbolism, and... and it's very um, literary. Mm. And for the life of me, I could not tell you the plot. And entirely plotless. <laughs> What is the actual blurb? It's got a really big plot for a book that's quite plotless, hasn't yeah, it? Like, like a lot happens, but I couldn't for the life of me like tell right. it to you. So let's What's do this. What's the like, official blurb? Zachary Ezra Rylands is a graduate student in Vermont when he discovers a mysterious book hidden in the stacks. As he turns the pages, entranced by tales of lovelorn prisoners, key collectors and shameless accolades, he reads something strange, a story from his own childhood. Bewildered by this inexplicable book and desperate to make sense of how his life, his own life came to be recorded, Zachary uncovers a series of clues, a bee, a key and a sword that lead him to a masquerade party in New York, to a secret club and through a doorway to an ancient library hidden far below the surface of the earth. It goes into more, but 
can't leave it there. Yeah. A lot of stuff happens in this library beneath the earth. <laughs> Isn't there a talking animal that hangs out with Mirabelle? I don't know. I feel like there's a talking cat. Maybe. Anyway, it's brilliant. It, <laughs> it's just, it is what it is. It's, fine. it's a very good book. You'll be confused for most of it, but so is the main character, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, and there's no answer to it, so it's mm. fine to leave it confused mm. as well. <laughs> and um, like it has different timelines that run yeah, parallel to each like other, and, and there's like certain rooms in the library that are the parallel timelines right next door to each other. And there's romance. Bullet romance is a mm. staple. In... Well, this is, it has another queer romance as well. Mm. So maybe that's a feature of the genre too. Yeah. There's just good vibes, you know. Nothing more cosy than romance, epic or mundane. Mm. Mm. Flower Heart by Catherine Bakewell. I discussed mm. this in our traditional, traditionally published books. I'm looking forward to. This is like a cottage core mm. YA. It's probably another reason why everything everything was listed. I was like, I swear we've talked about it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. When I was putting it together, I was like, wait, is this just my list? I was like, have <laughs> we done this before? <laughs> Wait, am I a cosy fancy girly? <laughs> so this follows a um, a girl with magic. I don't know if she's a witch, but she's a girl with magic mm-hmm. powers. And it's very powerful. Uh, and she can do... Uh, it's like reminiscent of... Um, what's her name? From um, the scholar... A deadly education like she's got mm. powerful magic and it, she can do b- bad things with it if she so chooses to. okay but she she doesn't want she to be works hard yeah. not to do that yeah yeah, yeah. so like uh, at the beginning of the story um her she touches her dad and it makes poisonous flowers bloom from him and stuff mm. so then she basically goes on like a quest to get spell to be able to heal him she goes along with her old best friend um on the quest and romance ensues <laughs> cute that's of course. it it's cute, <laughs> cute. <laughs> presumably becky chambers a psalm for the wild filch this is from the monk and robot series monk 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 Monk. Monk. Yeah, I always say that wrong and then I always get told off. Monk. Anyway. Monk. <laughs> Where have you even got that from? That's not even an accent thing. Um, I think it's just, I don't think I'd heard it before I read it. Oh, yeah. And so it's always been monk. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard the word annihilation. Mm. I never heard that word aloud and then I read it in a book and I was like, annihilation. Yeah. And now I can't. I can't ever go. I have to physically correct it in my yeah. head before I say it. I have so many words like that. I'm like, <laughs> No, 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 no. Remember, you know how to say this now. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> it's like when you read a fantasy book where they've got weird names and then you find out the way you read it in your head is wrong. Yeah, because like, often I can't I'm just like, blah. Yeah. <laughs> like Peter, blah. <laughs> <laughs> like that TikTok sound. There's I'm on the way to the town of... Yeah, that's literally it. <laughs> I recently read a book, which you will hear about next week in mm. our our reading wrap up um where they had a very in-depth glossary at the back like it was about four or five pages but didn't have how to pronounce the words yeah and i was like okay but (laughs) i need i need to know how to pronounce these words as well (laughs) like it's old english words you're telling me what the Mm. words mean that's great but how the fuck do I say them? <laughs> yeah. Right. Especially old English, because, like, mm. Fs are different and stuff. Yeah, I was like, okay, great. I know that this is a mound of a hill, but mm. how the frick am I pronouncing this? Because I'm probably wrong. In a psalm for the wild-built uh, Becky Chambers' delightful new Monk and Robot series gives us hope in for the future. It's been centuries since robots of Panga gained self-awareness and laid down their tools. Centuries since they wandered en masse into the wilderness, never to be seen again. Centuries since they faded into myth and urban legend. One day, a tea monk is upended by the arrival of a robot. There to <laughs> honour the old promise of checking in. Um, the robot cannot go back until the question of what do people need is answered. But to answer that question, it depends on who you ask and how. And they're going to need to ask a lot. <laughs> 
yeah so this is supposed to be really good i've been wanting to read becky chambers for so long mm. she did that wayfarer series i think that's oh, okay and the first one's called a long a long way to a small angry planet that series I saw um, a one-star review for this book went uh, viral. Yeah. Because it was someone complaining that the robot has she... No, a robot has they, them pronouns. <laughs> and the author should just pick. <laughs> it's a robot. Hmm. <laughs> of all the things to go and complain about. <laughs> the thing with genitals doesn't have pronouns that matches non-genitals <laughs> and i'm really upset about it i mean whatever you gotta do to get through life but shut up <laughs> and these are the people that say other people are snowflakes and mm-hmm. lose their rag over nothing emily world's encyclopedia of fairies <laughs> i had to do that we've decided so, by Emily Wilde, no, uh, by Heather Fawcett, and this is about a curmudgingly I love that word. I like that word. professor, uh, this is set in the UK, I believe, or in Britain, um, who she journeys around to study fairy folklore and magic, mm-hmm. and, da, 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 and on the way she discovers friendship and love, and, ah, oh. and it's going to be a series. Does she meet fairies? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so I saved the best one. All right. I saved the best one. I saved the one till last that I think is the daddy of Cozy Fantasy. Okay. And I think without this, we would not have Cozy Fantasy. Okay. Discworld. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, Ratchet. I think so. The Colour of Magic was on a lot of the lists I looked <laughs> yeah. at, but I feel like a lot of Terry Pratchett could fit in the genre. I just think Discworld as a whole. Yeah. Like all of the death books, mm. most of the witches... And a lot of yeah, no, all of it. And it's so British, and I think that's why mm. Cozy Fantasy is British. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the Discworld just follows a world that's mm-hmm. on the back of a giant turtle. Uh, um, no, so it's a world standing on the back of four elephants that stand on the back of a giant a giant star turtle. Yeah, and it's just about the people that live there, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so there's like different series is within the like whole collections? world so i think it's i think there's about 50 of them total i think by the time he passed away it was like 52 or 55 in total but they're different yeah collections kind of things so you've got like the commander grimes ones which are like detective ones but set in this fantasy setting but a lot of that explores human rights type stuff mm. Like, there's one bit where there's golems who are, like, used as slaves and it turns out the golems have real thoughts and feelings and that gets us sus. There's, like, gender politics with there's a dwarf who's a woman that has a beard. <laughs> there's lots of little stuff like that. And then there's the death series, which follows, like, a character who's literally death personified. Um, and that does a lot of, like, big human concepts like justice and, like, life and death and... Um, a childlike innocence and oh, I love I mean the Hogfather. There yeah. was ever a book that was cozy fantasy. I've not read it. I've seen the You've seen the series? The show, yeah. Um my relative of mine was a producer on that series. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Like a second cousin. Because so cool. we got uh we got it before it came out on T V. Mm, that's so cool. And then you've got the witches, uh which is a it's different, it's still the same world. <laughs> But the vibe, depending on who the main character is, is really different. Like the witches yeah. is such a different vibe. Like the the, and the Tiffany Aching like series, yeah, that one that follows. That's the wizards. That's it. The wizards. But that's that's not, really chaotic. It's not the Rincewind ones, is it? Yeah. So there's wizards, and then there's a the Rincewind, Rince. who is a wizard within this world, and that's, mm. he's like a subgenre of the wizards. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he does look like he goes to like a pretend Australia at one point. And there's two flowers. <laughs> He meets Conan the Barbarian, but he has a different yeah. name. And I've been told I've got this wrong before. I'm sure my edit- our editor is currently screaming again because yeah. we've got this wrong once before. Every time, <laughs> every time, and we will continue to get it wrong. We will not Google it. No, we refuse. <laughs> I think that's all the subgenres, and then there's lots of little ones. There's like the Small Gods book, mm. and that's to do with like so gods in this world are like personifications of belief. So if you're a god and belief has kind of died out in you, you kind of like dwindle, but you're still around. 
Mm. So you were kind of just there. So like he was like a turtle god who kind of got like lost belief in and now he's like this powerless turtle that keeps getting picked up by eagles and like eagles trying to eat him and he's like I'm a god I read um when I was younger I read a lot of his middle grade mm. series like the diggers and stuff like that I don't know if that's Discworld no that's not Discworld mm. but I read them and they're still a cozy mm. fantasy I would yeah. say yeah. yeah I feel like he'd so have we... a good time with the genre if he was still alive yeah we um well Tony's read all of the Discworld. I am currently collecting them to read them. And we both have the most recent biography that was written. Um, yes, which we were supposed to read. <laughs> it was so, sent to us by very kind people. Yeah. So towards the end of the year, we'll have to do another Terry mm. Pratchett episode because we have done one. We but did we'll one kind of his one. life and stuff. I don't think yeah. we really went into like summarising his work, so maybe no. we could do that. The so we'll books. do another one when I've read the Discworld mm. and we've then we will have some more um, anecdotes from the, uh, yeah. the biography as well. Yes, yeah, so it's my... kind of like an autobiography. Like mm. he wrote it alongside the author of mm. it, and then when he passed, the author finished it up. And because mm. yeah. it's his assistant, so mm. um, he had Alzheimer's. So for years, he wasn't able to physically type anymore. So he dictated a lot of his books, yeah. and dictation isn't perfect. So then the assistant was helping to actually fix the dictations. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's the, it is the assistant who helped with that, which mm. we were both supposed to read. <laughs> well, we're still... I like that he looks over me now. It, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I read all 50 in my first year of uni. I haven't read the last two that came out before he passed away, uh, the Tiffany Aiken ones that came out. Yeah. I've not read those last two yet. I don't want to, because then it's done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm collecting those nice covers. Yeah. Oh, They're making me really happy. I know. I really want more. Because mm. I've got the ones, the only ones I've got are ones you've bought me. <laughs> Over a series of birthdays. Yeah. And then I had no clue what you had, so I just stopped buying them for you. I know. I, I really need, like, near my birthday to make sure I upload a picture of my shelves. Yes. Just so... Yeah, you do. It was not just you. A bunch of my friends were, like, were zooming in on my Instagram pictures. Oh, that's so see. cute. I love that. So I just need to post really clear pictures of my shelves around my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Or just do like a Goodreads yeah. shelf of all of them. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Yeah. Because I'm trying to do it with mine. <laughs> yeah, I know. But like, what is down here? Yeah. Just. Because I don't know. Especially that bit that's the hidden behind the plants. Well, Couldn't tell you. Haven't seen it in three years. No. But then that will. Maybe you could get rid of something. No. Who am I kidding? I'm just saying to you what other people say to me <laughs> that I always am like, shut up. <laughs> no, I, love, I mean, that shelf is all like my classic fantasies that I've collected that are like pretty covers where they, back in the day when they used to just bind individually, like they used to get it bound themselves for their personal libraries. And now it's ended up in charity shops and it ended up in my room. And now in my little library. Like, one up there, that's like, one of them is from 1902. Yeah. So that's our cosy fantasy, Rex. Uh, do you have any more that you think, after hearing that, you think could fit in? Yeah. This kind of new genre? Yeah, or do any of them that I haven't read, should I prioritise them? Because mm. I am reading at the moment. Depression is high. <laughs> She's got the kind of depression that's productive for reading, so it's great yeah, for the I'm, podcast. I'm just trying to get through my physical books now. I've had enough. I'm just like, right, I'm doing it. Um, so, yeah, the, if you go onto my story graph, which is in our card, um, there will be a link to my story graph. I'll go to the tags and there'll be one called Cozy Fantasy. You'll also see one called Smut Talk from our Smut Talk episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember if there's any more, but just go look at Morally it. Morally Grey, I think we did a Morally Grey as well. I've done a Morally Grey one yet. And as and when I have the energy, I'm going to do ones for like previous episodes. Follow us on Instagram, mm. follow us on TikTok to encourage me to actually do some TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can find our website at lazybooklovers.wordpress.com. On there, you can submit um, any suggestions for episodes, any mm-hmm. suggestions for books you want us to read. Um, if you're an indie author or you are a fan of indie books, uh, submit any books you want us to talk about. Mm-hmm. You can also listen to our episodes wherever you listen to your podcast. Please do 
subscribe like share everything like that helps us give mm -hmm. it a little rating um we love to hear from you and if you have followed us anywhere please come say hello yeah come say hi and we will see you next week with a reading wrap-up of what we've been reading <laughs> recently <laughs> i'm so ready yeah. we only just did one of these <laughs> so we've already got to a point we need to do another one <laughs> Uh, I hope you all have a great week. Bye. See you soon. Bye.